This is Pitch Black, the podcast, part of PitchBlackNews.com. My name is Kyle Mankey. His name is Aaron Marvel. Uh, we're going to bring you all of this week's San Antonio FC news, as well as um, big news coming out of Austin with a uh, potential MLS move uh, and San Antonio FC's playoff run coming up. So with such a packed show, I don't want to waste any time. So um, Aaron, how are you doing tonight? And uh, you know, where do you even want to start on all this MLS talk? I should say up front, first half of the show is probably going to be pretty MLS happy, uh, heavy. And then second half will be uh, San Antonio FC playoff heavy. So that's the plan anyway. But uh, Aaron, where do you want to start with, with all this MLS talk? Oh, God. Uh, man, I don't even know. There's so many places we could go. Um, I mean, I guess the proper place to start is to say, gosh, I mean, what a shame that like we've got this huge dark cloud kind of consuming San Antonio at the moment, you know, on this week where we should be completely focused on San Antonio FC in their first ever playoff match and all the excitement around that. And not that it isn't there, but it just seems to have really gotten swallowed up by right. by everything that's happened in Austin. Wouldn't you agree? Horrible timing. <laughs> Horrible timing. timing. Horrible so, timing. It's just, it's like a it's like a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just catching anybody up who may have missed the news or is a little bit behind, um, Columbus Crew SC is potentially moving to Austin, Texas in the 2019 MLS season. Um, this is a massive deal for anyone who wanted MLS in San Antonio because um, the two markets are, are just not going to both have a team. Um, personal opinion, I think they could both house a team and we could have four Texas teams and it would be successful, but MLS doesn't seem to see it that way, uh, at least at this point in time. So if the crew or any team move to Austin, it effectively kills the San Antonio FC bid. And, and that's where we are. That's why it's such a big deal. We all, we got here with, um, the owner of Columbus crew, announcing that um, if they couldn't get the new stadium done in Columbus and if things didn't turn around, he would be moving the team to Austin. Um, Come to find out through various reporting that he has an out clause in his, uh, when he purchased Columbus back in 2013. Um, Here, I can turn the volume up, Periscope. Thanks for letting me know. Um, he has an out clause in his purchase of the team uh, that allows him to specifically take the team to Austin. It's not just he can move the team, it's that he can move it to Austin. So um, that's that's a huge deal, and, and it doesn't look good because it kind of makes it look like this was the plan all along, right, Aaron? As far uh, well, as like, I mean, setting the scene, that's where we're at, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, forget looks like. I mean, that's absolutely what's going on. There's no question about that. But, you know, let's let's start here, I think, Kyle. I mean, it seems to me that this news surprised a lot of people, but I know it didn't surprise you. It definitely didn't surprise me. And, you know, we've talked about this very scenario on the show throughout the course of this season. And, um, you know, I know you and I, Kyle, we've had even deeper discussions off air, you know, about some things that, you know, we didn't necessarily want to put out there, um, you know, happening behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I don't know if we necessarily expected this to to actually happen and, and, you know, to happen so soon, but 
I would say we definitely weren't caught off guard by it, right, Kyle? Would you agree? Yeah, I was caught off guard by the timing. Um, this was a rumor that we first started hearing back in the spring. Um, I didn't want to specifically name Columbus earlier because it was still kind of in a rumor status. Um, but that was something that we were hearing earlier in the year was that Columbus may be relocating. And so that's why all summer we've been talking about expansion or relocation. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't know the part about um, the out clause only being for Austin. Obviously, that changes everything as far as relocation goes. Um, but yeah, it, it's not a huge surprise that Columbus is moving. Uh, it's a huge surprise that they are announcing it right before the MLS playoffs and obviously the USL playoffs too, uh, right in the middle of all of their season ticket renewals and everything else. And um, the timing is, is just really strange. You'd think that um, as far as saving face in Columbus, it would have made more sense to announce this after the season uh, and say, hey, this is you know our last chance to, to get something going. But um, <laughs> that that wasn't what pre-court did. And yeah, now here we are. It's interesting you phrase it that way, Kyle, because I actually think the timing was pretty deliberate. Um, and I'll just point to two ways and maybe there's more. Um, but the first, you kind of just alluded to it, was the STM renewals up in Columbus were already done. And as we've heard, um, you know, in these last few days, they're not going to allow those fans to go collect a refund. So I think waiting until that timing had had played itself out was key. And then the other thing that I had read that made a lot of sense to me was that um, pre-court possibly got a little bit spooked by the emergence of the USL team that was going to start in Austin in a couple years and and maybe moved up his clock for those reasons. And, you know, that's certainly another aspect of this, Kyle, we can talk about. I mean, you know, presuming that this team ends up going to Austin, you know, the MLS dream is over in San Antonio. So then, you know, everything shifts to, you know, life in, in USL, um, you know, for the foreseeable future for San Antonio FC. And so it's that's another big strike against San Antonio in all of this is we thought we were going to get a great local rivalry out of an Austin USL team. And that's probably going to go away if if all of this plays out the way it looks like it's going to play out. Yeah, I don't think it's been confirmed by Bobby Epstein yet, but um, there's no way that they're going to put a USL franchise in the exact same year as an MLS franchise. Uh, It doesn't make any sense, especially given the fact that the USL franchise would be playing at Circuit of the Americas. Uh, There's zero incentive to go to the USL games. Um, So Bobby Epstein, I think the, the statement he gave was something along the lines of that he's monitoring the situation um, and I think the pre-court group um, released part of their statement saying, like, looking forward to meeting Epstein, but hasn't actually communicated with him yet, uh, which pretty clearly paints that these are two very different ventures in the same city. And that sucks um, on a USL level for San Antonio because, um, you know, that, that pretty much leaves our local rivals to be RGV. Um, Now, I will say, and and this is another tangent that we should probably talk about at another time, but um, uh, Hunt, 
is it Kevin Hunt, the the owner of FC Dallas? Um, he announced oh, uh, Dan Hunt, I think, right? Dan, yeah, I think it's two brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, um, the the owners of FC Dallas, one of them was on uh, United States of Soccer today, and he didn't straight announce it. Um, but he said that FC Dallas is going to make a bigger commitment to USL in the coming future, um, which goes with what we've been hearing out of OKC with basically all of the OKC outlets saying MLS 2 is bad because they don't want to lose their FC Dallas players. Um, but I, I say all that to get to the point of it looks like FC Dallas is going to establish a USL team in the Metroplex. Um, so if San Antonio has to stay in USL, at least there's another Texas team coming to USL. Um, isn't El Paso getting a team too? I feel like I've heard rumors of El Paso getting a team. But anyway, um, back to, to Austin. It, it sucks because it kills USL Austin. It kills MLS San Antonio. And man, like, who saw this coming on a random, what was it, Tuesday night? Like I was in bed ready to go to bed and my phone just exploded. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we've had, we've had a pretty big week too. I can tell you, I mean, on Tuesday, we had more impressions on Tuesday, just that day than we had in the entire month of September. I mean, it was completely bonkers, the reaction to this, and it really hasn't slowed down very much since. So yeah, I mean, people care, people are really invested in this, and people are really pissed in San Antonio, as I feel they absolutely should be. I mean, you just look at the contrast of, you know, everything that's gone on in San Antonio, you know, and even well before San Antonio FC, and even for that matter, even before the Scorpions. I mean, you know, pursuing MLS in San Antonio is not a newer thing and you know we've we've just we've accomplished so much we've built so much and and certainly you know SS and E with with them coming in and and classing things up a bit and you know building the great academy that they're building and you know that's that's one of my biggest questions now is what's going to happen to that academy i mean you start talking about you know fallout from this and and big questions to ask to me the academy is a, a big one um, but just to finish that thought real quick, I mean, and then you contrast that with Austin and I mean, what have they really done from a soccer standpoint? Um, you know, it just seems to me that it's just another cool city that MLS wants to go to, which frankly, at the end of the day is all that matters. And that's why I believe this is already basically done because the owner wants to be in Austin. The league wants to be in Austin. I, I don't see any stopping it at this point. But but any thoughts on any of that or um, the academy as as one angle to take in the future of this team? Yeah, um, I. So I do think it's done. I, I tweeted that out um, the night that it happened. Right after the news broke, I had several people telling me that um, this is a done deal and there's nothing that Columbus can do, the market can do to salvage that relationship and keep the team there. Um, so unless something drastic changes, um, like I don't think they expected this big fallout on social media, how much that matters to them. I, I question, <laughs> like I don't think that Anthony Precourt cares about people in Portland turning their avatars gold and black. 
um, or Orlando or, you know, anywhere yeah. outside of Columbus. Well, I'll tell you, that is worth mentioning for a second, though, because, wow, I mean, the soccer community, it's really, really hard to get the soccer community in America to agree about very much. Um, seeing this coming together against this move has been pretty fascinating to me. And I agree with you. I don't know that it's really going to matter, but don't you think it's pretty telling that all of these fans from all these different places, I mean, not just Columbus and San Antonio and Austin, I mean, all across the country are kind of rallying around. This is a terrible move MLS. I want to talk about that more. I want to finish with the first question that you asked um before though about austin itself um the the market objectively speaking like taking san antonio out of it austin is everything that mls is looking for as long as they can get a stadium where they want it to be um again taking san antonio out of it which is very difficult to do in these conversations it's a good MLS market. It's young. It's got a lot of money. It's got a lot of corporate sponsorships. Um, and it's relatively close to a couple rivals in FC Dallas and in Houston. Um, so on its own, Austin, I think, is a solid choice. Um, again, given all of the other controversy around it, I don't know that it is. Um, but on its own, I, I don't want to discount Austin as a market. Um, I think that a team could really succeed there given the right opportunity. Um, but uh, about the Academy, were you talking about the San Antonio FC Academy or the Columbus Academy? No, San Antonio FC. Um, cause, cause that's the only group that I, like, I feel bad for the fans in Columbus. I feel bad that they're losing their team, but the only ones where I'm like, ah, this cannot just go away is for the youth. Um, I, I really hope that when the team leaves Columbus, there's something put in place to where MLS can help fund their academy for at least a couple years until the current kids age out or, or something. Um, because that, that's the crappiest part to me is leaving the kids, um, you know, to, to figure their own stuff out. Um, but as far as the, the fan support and the big social media backlash, I don't think personal opinion right now on Thursday night, I don't think it's going to have much of an effect. I think, um, MLS is used to being the bad guy. I think Anthony Precourt probably expected some pushback on this. Um, but at the end of the day, he bought that team at a way too high valuation um, and part of the reason for that was so that he could move it. I mean, everything points to that at this point, right? Like he overpaid for a team, um, because he wanted the franchise rights to, you know, take to Austin with him. So, um, I, I think this is going to happen no matter what happens on social media. I think, uh, it'll just be one of those things that, you know, the league will hope blows over after, you know, mid season 2019. Yeah. And I don't know that it's going to blow over. And certainly here in San Antonio, it's not going to blow over for a long, long time. Um, so yeah, I, I look, I agree with you, Kyle. I, I don't think there's any stop in this. And, you know, with that being said, it's game over for San Antonio. I mean, it's, there's like you say, I'm with you. 
Um, I think four teams in Texas could work, but it's just not on the menu anytime soon. And, you know, pro rel, we could, you know, we could, we could, (laughs) yeah, we could, we could fantasize about that, but that's nowhere close either. Um, so you're talking about either a team shutting down and going away or, or what, or what is the future of this team, Kyle? I mean, are we going to end up being, Austin's affiliate, which I think that would just piss off people even more. Uh, I'm just being totally yeah. honest. I think that would be a horrible mistake. I want to want to shout out to Aaron Ramon right now, and he's in Periscope chat. He says, "I'm so upset." I'm um, just talking about all this MLS stuff. And um, in case you didn't know, we we usually try and do a Periscope every Thursday night when we record the podcast. So feel free to jump on there uh, and get your live thoughts into the podcast that way. But um, as far as what happens to San Antonio FC and all of this, I think there's still a lot of moving parts. Um, one of the biggest question marks right now is how pre-court sports ventures gets the land in Austin and gets the sponsorships in Austin. Um, I, I think just judging by some of the reports that have come out and, and how much money is involved it wouldn't surprise me to learn that he's involved with some UT boosters in this as investors. Um, And this is probably the most controversial thing. I want to be very clear, extremely clear that this is just hypothetical and that there's nothing pointing to this yet officially. Um, But Spurs sports entertainment has a presence in Austin with the Austin Spurs Spurs Sports Entertainment wants to be in MLS. Uh, obviously, ideally, that would be in San Antonio. But the question is, do they get into the soccer game, the top tier soccer game, any way they can by either investing in this franchise or uh, becoming corporate partners of some kind? Because, you know, if the crew wants some money, the Spurs make a phone call to, you know, HEB or Frost Bank or, you know, any of these crazy, the, what is it, SBC? That doesn't sound right. The investment one, all, all the sponsorships that the Spurs have, extremely valuable for Anthony Precourt, who doesn't have any ties to Austin, Texas. So I, I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. I'm saying that it's something to watch and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, all that being said, I don't think San Antonio FC goes anywhere anytime soon. I think, um, well, well, hang on before we go there. Let me jump in on those on what, let me just jump in real quick on what you just said, because, you know, Jason Davis, who is a more connected person than you or I, (laughs) he has alluded to that very thing you're just talking about with SSNE being involved in Austin. And he's done it more than once this week. And he almost doubled down on it. Um, from what I heard, I don't have serious so i don't get to listen to his show but i'm just going off of what people who were listening to the show were saying and um you know i'll just say boy that's going to anger a whole lot of people in potentially devastating ways (laughs) for for ssne if that comes to be so let's talk about all that anger and who it's angering um this lack of MLS in San Antonio potentially um, well, because that's it's, a long list too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's 100% going to anger everyone involved with trying to bring MLS here and trying to hype that up. It's probably going to anger 
um, a lot of the season ticket members and, and the people who are most invested with this team. Um, it's definitely going to upset people in this whole thing. It, it already has. Um, but what I wonder is long-term, if we're looking at 10, 20 years of this team, um, if not more, you know, I almost hate using the phrase burn the bridge, but you almost wonder if it's better in the long run for them to invest in the MLS team, have the affiliation with Austin, um, get that sustainability and the financial backing of that um, and, you know, risk losing those fans um, in the hopes that you'll gain new ones later and really hit the, uh, you know, the family market and the school market and all the, all the people who aren't as MLS or die, if you will. I, I hope I'm articulating that correctly as I stumble over the word articulate. Um, but does that make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, if you light that fire, you, you are going to burn a whole lot of the current core of of this fan base i mean it's bad enough that we're not going to mls and then you tag on the fact that the team that just undercut us 80 miles up the road who had nothing um we're gonna be their their little tiny affiliate funnel club i mean that's that's just not gonna sit well with a whole lot of people and again we're talking all in hypotheticals here but if the Spurs were part of that ownership group. Doesn't that make it a Spurs team and, you know, help it finance matter. SAFC? It doesn't matter. No, it, do- it doesn't matter. No, absolutely not. And so, so that begs the next question, Kyle, which is, you know, come 2019, whether this team is an affiliate or not, is it even going to matter? Or people, do you think people are still going to go? Or do you think people are going to just say, well, screw it. I can drive an hour and see Clint Dempsey or, you know, insert your favorite MLS player here. I mean, Um, we're already an affiliate. (laughs) We already have an affiliation with NYCFC and and nobody cares. Do not not even try to draw a comparison with being a lame duck affiliate with NYCFC and being an affiliate of an Austin MLS team that just ripped all our hearts out. I don't know, man. I So the closest comparison that I have to this is talking with the Play the Kids guys in Portland um, and with some of our contacts in Seattle and specifically the ones that cover S2 and T2, of course, with Play the Kids. Um, and again, taking the looking at it as objectively as I can, just looking at having an MLS team up the road and uh, a USL team in San Antonio um, that objectively taking the whole process out of it could be pretty cool because you get the first team in Austin and then you get to see the kids uh, potentially coming up through the Academy and then through the USL team um, and then hopefully one day to Austin. So (laughs) I mean, that's, that's how it's going to be spun to the fans, but that. That's not cool to me at all. I could care less. I mean, I got to tell you, Kyle, I mean, I I can't even explain the vial that I am going to have for the Austin MLS team. I mean, this is the kind of move. I'm not going to watch MLS again 
Kyle. Like, I'm going to cut ties with right. MLS. How many people and, in San Antonio are watching MLS right now? Like, let's be honest. Nobody I watches mean, MLS. Well, whatever. I mean, that that's here or there. But, I mean, you know, you're asking me right now. I'm a season ticket holder right now. And, and I'm telling you, like, I am going to loathe that team with every fiber of my being. So yeah. to have a connection to that team, that's a deal breaker, man. I gotcha. I, I see where you're coming from. Um, I just, I think I'm trying to look on the bright side. If this all goes down the way that we think it will, um, I, I don't know, seeing the, the development side of things and seeing the kids come up, I think could be pretty cool. Obviously not ideal. Obviously MLS in San Antonio is ideal for San Antonio fans. Um, but, you know, it, it could be a fairly cool experience on its own, too, as long as they continue to try to be competitive in USL and not take the 2017 T2 route. <laughs> well, if that's the if that's the way it goes, that's certainly going to be their hope. I don't know that that's going to work out for them. Um, well, let me ask you this, because this has been on my mind, too, and I'm curious of your opinion. And And I'll just say, you know, I mean, I have a, you know, somewhat of a relationship with Mr. Holt. I haven't talked to him recently, Um, but I'm pretty concerned about Tim Holt sticking around with this organization. I don't think he came here to run a USL team. I think he came here to elevate this club to MLS and, and run an MLS team. Um, What do you think about Tim Holt and his future with San Antonio FC? Do you think he sticks around or uh, is he going to be moving on? I mean, there's so many moving parts that, I'm not even sure I would feel comfortable speculating. Um, I know that he's all in right now um, and he's making an effort to build this team up to be the best it can be and, you know, move it to MLS if possible. Um, As far as, you know, once that MLS door shuts um, that, you know, haven't, haven't really had that chat with them to be honest with you. So um, I, I think he's very invested. Man, I cannot get my voice. Sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think Tim Holt is very invested with San Antonio. He's a, a vice president in Spurs Sports and Entertainment. So um, I don't think you leave that job lightly. But it definitely um, is not why he came here for sure. But I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I will say too. I've had a lot of discussions with um, a lot of folks in SSE um, from, <clears throat> you know, players, coaches, all the way up to, um, you know, higher level um, executives. And every person I've talked to is trying to bring MLS to San Antonio. Um, as recently as the RGV game, um, I was talking with someone who has direct contact with MLS, one of the people who is actively making those phone calls and actively talking to Don Garber and the committee and everything else. And um, he was very, very clear that the speculation about um, the Spurs not trying or there not being anything going on behind the scenes, um, he was very clear that that speculation was not true. Uh, And so for what it's worth, I think the Spurs are trying to bring MLS to San Antonio. And as of, you know, right before all this news broke, they were not throwing in the white towel. The statement they put out didn't sound like they're throwing out the white towel. So 
Um, I, yeah, I'm I, I very I, cautious I do, to yeah. like, you know, go down no, that road. I do think it's important to say this is not a done deal officially. Um, it just, it doesn't look good. And, you know, in, in terms of everything you just said, Kyle, uh, I mean, look, I don't doubt that, but there's a lot of people in this city that doubt everything you just said. And, and <laughs> that's all I mean, maybe, it. maybe they are, but I'm just going to tell you that the fact that they haven't put anything out in the public is what creates all that skepticism. And by virtue of that, um, you know, the whole trust the process thing that you've been giving us all season long, Kyle, I mean, it sounds pretty hokey and hollow at the moment. It really does. Well, what do you want them to do? Like with the news that we have now, knowing that Precourt wanted to move a team and the only place he could move it to Austin uh, was to Austin. There is literally nothing that anyone could have done other than try him, talk him out of moving. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if all that proves to be true, then I would say you're, you're totally correct, Kyle. But, and again, I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing out there from, you know, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages that we've gotten I mean, in the, in the last few days. I'm telling you, that's the sentiment that's out there. And I mean, it's hard to blame people when we're the only market that hasn't seen anything in, in regards to this push. I get a lot of mentions on Twitter saying, you know, uh, SSNE needs to do more. They need to release their expansion plans and their stadium bids and everything else. None of that would have mattered. <laughs> like it's very clear that none of that would have mattered. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't have mattered in the end, but I think it would have made a big difference in terms of how the fans felt about this MLS push versus how they feel now and this chaotic mess of a car crash that. It's ending it. It would have placated temporarily people who are going to end up pissed off anyway. Um, it would have calmed down the most hardcore crowd that is not going to support MLS in Austin anyway or uh, an affiliation or anything like that. Um, at worst, it would have projected MLS in San Antonio as a sure thing. And when you're 90, the, the people that you and I are talking about in that are... 10% of the people that come to games, um, the vast majority of people in the city who, uh, you know, know that San Antonio FC is a thing are not season ticket holders. They're, they're coming into, um, you know, a game every couple weeks or, or one or two a season. And when you start bringing MLS renderings and these huge grandiose plans and then don't deliver, makes you look like a liar and it confuses the casual fan. So I know I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. I I do not think that makes you look like a liar. They look like liars right now because nobody knows what the truth is because nobody's seen anything. Why would I think if you're if you're if you're upfront with everything and you put everything on the table, you know what that tells people that you tried that you gave your full effort. And I'm not saying they didn't do that, but I am saying by virtue of not showing anything, that's what a lot of people think. 
But why would you put all that stuff out there knowing that it can't happen? Like, why would you raise people's hopes knowing There's that it can't happen? There's 12 markets right now going for four spots. And, and none there of them are, have Austin in their backyard. And they, right, but there's 11 renderings out there, and we know that, what, seven of them aren't going to end up with a team. Eight of them aren't going to end up with a team. But Aaron, none of them have Austin. Austin was a guaranteed market for all intents and purposes. Like That's irrelevant when you're talking about... Play, I don't even want to say placating. That's not even the right word, but just appeasing your fan base. I just, I don't know, man. It, I, I, I will question that decision for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I really don't understand will. why. Like, I feel like if you're doing that, you're just teasing fans. You're saying, hey, look at all this cool shit that you could have, but uh, actually, MLS is going to build 90 minutes up the road. So, yeah, like, that's that's what everybody said was going to happen this year leading into this year everybody was like 2017 is such an important year for this club there's going to be so much we're going to be doing so much you're going to see so much and then nothing happened and then you know we should probably talk about this too pal i mean we we don't just need to stick with with ss and e on this thing i mean let's talk about the quotes that have come out in the last couple of days from our from our politicians. Well, I mean, one last little point I want to throw in just on that same oh, tangent sure, is sure, sure. the question I have is when SSNE found out about the Austin out clause. Um, because I have a hard time believing that they would have sold the city and county um, on Toyota Field knowing that that existed. And I have a hard time thinking that they would make all these announcements for MLS expansion if they knew that existed. So I'm wondering when oh, that came no, out. I- Yo, I completely agree with you. I think if they had known about all of this, they never even would have bid for an MLS team, to be perfectly honest. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. That clause part of this story is really the the smoking gun in this whole thing. And and yeah, (laughs) they may have found out this week (laughs) about that clause. (laughs) I, I would not be shocked, but... But let me make this point about the cow, the politicians, Kyle, because their quotes were were pretty jarring to me. Uh, I mean, they come off as completely clueless. They come off as blindsided by all of this, and they seem utterly shocked that everything has moved in this direction. And you know, again, we're not shocked. Um, and I would hope that they would have more information available to them, being in the positions that they're in, than we do. Um, so it kind of blows me away. Um, to see them say that they need to talk to MLS to know where they stand. I mean, I know where we stand. We're standing on the trap door, and Austin is about to pull the lever that opens it. That's where we stand. And so, I mean, our politicians look like fools right now. Well, we we talked about that a couple weeks ago when Nelson Wolf made the comment about um, not getting one of these first two slots. Um, I guess it was a couple months ago now, but uh, we talked about the fact that, you know, Nelson Wolf and Ron Nirenberg for everything that they're doing to try and bring MLS to the market. um, They're not the ones actively speaking with MLS and they're not the ones involved in the day to day. That's um, top level SSE and that's MLS. (laughs) Like there's no real reason for the politicians to know. And yeah, they look like fools. Um, The question is, you know, how much did SSNE know? When did they find out? And, um, you know, 
assuming it's all true, of course. I, I feel like Sports Illustrated is a pretty solid source about that um, Austin out clause. But yeah. Well, look, this story is not going away anytime soon. This is going to drag out for a while, unfortunately. Um, I feel like there's going to be a whole lot more to say on this. Um, we can continue to have these debates, but but look, man, I'm running short on time, and I just I can't get out of here without talking about this playoff match. Like, right? Like, we have to we have to circle back and and try to have some semblance of of positivity here about this club. They deserve that, right? Like they've put on a kick-ass season and and this should be an exciting moment for San Antonio on Saturday night. And it's so unfortunate that this is playing out the way that it's playing out. Um but uh so let's let's just have 5 minutes on this playoff match, Cal. Uh what do you got? Where do you want to go with it? Well, we're going to do a lot more on the playoff match um, in the back half of the podcast. So why don't you give me what your thoughts are and kind of where your head is and, and kind of how far you see San Antonio getting in, in this thing? All right, right on. Well, um, you know, you look at the matchups that Tulsa and San Antonio had this year, you know, in the league things went very rosy for, for San Antonio FC, you know, putting up five goals to one, getting two wins. Um, of course you have, you know, the blemish of losing the open cup up there, but that was a zero zero game. They lose in PKs. Um, for me, you know, ending this season by ripping apart RGV three to one, I mean, just kind of the coronation on, a total flip flop of 2016 to 2017, right? Like right. the literal a great opposite a of season. what could I, yeah, <laughs> right. Completely. And so I guess I should say this because, you know, a couple weeks ago when I came back, I mentioned the forwards and their lack of scoring. And uh, I think those guys might've been listening to us. Kyle. <laughs> I mean, ever Guzman in particular, all he's done since our last show is put in four goals and an assist and and Billy Forbes, who I also questioned, you know, his big drought in in this season, you know, he comes up with three goals and four assists in the last six games to close out the season. So those two guys are just on fire right now. And and it looks like a really lethal combination. And and of course, we know how great this defense is. We've been talking about it all year. You know, Ibiaga leading the way, Restrepo leading the way. Iron Man Greg Cochran back there. Stephen McCarthy, who I saw you mention in, in the Red Black article you did, rightly so. I mean, to me, that looks like a recipe for victory uh, here on Saturday night. And I don't even think it's going to be close. I predicted a 3 nothing win Whoa. for San Antonio FC. Wow, there you go. I, I have a much more low-scoring, I think, game. Um, but you never know with, with this team, ever Guzman has been absolutely on fire lately. And I mean, Omar Gordon hasn't been lighting up in goals, but you have to think he's part of the reason that those chances are being created, right? Like some of the, the movement that he has on the ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, well, three so Oh, you got San Antonio, uh, going into the next round. That's I, I do. And I'll tell you the the second round is where things start to get scary because either you're looking at a Reno team who beat us the last time out and they are very, very potent on offense. 
um, or OKC, who we've always struggled with. So it's not going to be an easy road for San Antonio FC. Obviously, we got to take care of business on Saturday night first. So I actually don't really want to take this bracket too far. Um, but uh, I guess let me say this. The other match I'm really looking forward to watching, actually, even though it doesn't seem like it might be the most exciting game, but I think it could be. Um, and that's on the total other side of the bracket, and that's Real Monarchs and and Sacramento Republic. I actually think Sacramento might have the pieces to pull an upset there. See, and I I disagree. I, I think Sacramento has been trending in the wrong direction coming into playoffs, and I, I'm not sure. But stranger things have happened for sure. Well, let's recall last year. Um, not to put any bad juju out there or anything, but the number one and number two seed in the West last year both lost in the first round. So anything can happen in, in a one-game situation. Absolutely. Well, before I totally wrap it up, Kyle, um, we got any questions we want to go through? I know we had a bunch of listener questions. Um, we have so many reactions that I was going to do them on the other side of the break. So. Oh, okay, okay, right on. Uh, yeah, well, no, anything no. you want me to chime in on before I get out of here, man? Um, you Team Winalda or Team Donovan for uh, the next USSF president? Oh, Team Donovan, <laughs> completely. And and here's why. You know, I, I had so many people ask me, um, legitimately, not even in a joking way, like, like, why would I support Landon Donovan? And to me, the answer is really simple. Um, first of all, there's not too many people stepping up now certainly if if you know we get some more names down the way my feelings might change on this but at the moment you know we're all clamoring for change my god we should mention kyle like we haven't even touched the u.s men national team not qualifying for the world cup i mean we're gonna have to carve out some time for that at some point um because that is a a a disaster in its own right and this has been a bad couple weeks if you're a usa san antonio (laughs) mls wanting soccer fan i I mean it's been pretty brutal the mls stuff made me forget about the world cup stuff so (laughs) thanks (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm not sure i'm gonna forget about that anytime soon either but um But anyway, so to finish my thought on Landon Donovan, so, you know, my feeling is, is after that epic collapse, everybody, everybody is clamoring for change in U.S. soccer. Um, But our current president clearly, you know, doesn't want to give up the chair and nobody else is really stepping up. So why not? Why not Landon Donovan? I mean, we already live in the world of electing our our reality TV uh, celebrities to to presidency. So. Um, why the heck can't we anoint our our highest scoring domestic soccer player to president of the association? Why not? I do want to talk about this more later because I'm as much as I like Landon Donovan as a player, I'm, I am kind of in that camp of like, wait, what have you done to show that you can run a business? But um, I, I, in my head, all I can think, and I want to. Maybe this will be our podcast question for this week. I want to assign all of the candidates as they come out um, different characters in Game of Thrones. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like Gladi oh, is man, like the Mad Game King. Of Thrones. Oh, oh I no! Can't, I, I can't participate in this. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, step one this week: you need to watch the entirety of Game of Thrones. Um, I'll tell you what: if somebody, if anybody out there who listens to our podcast 
wants to throw me their HBO Go credentials, I will gladly take on this challenge and start watching Game of Thrones. It's not that I don't want to watch a show. I don't have HBO, man. All right. Well, for everyone else, I'll probably put it out on the pitch black on, you know, figuring out where these guys fit into the Game of Thrones because I definitely feel like Gulati is the Mad King and, and you know, burn them all. Uh, yeah, there, there's some potential there, I'm, I'm sure. And Aaron, I'm I sure have we'll no idea out. what you're saying. <laughs> we'll get away for you to get caught up because I actually think you love that show, knowing how much oh, you like Lost and, and I have those kinds no of doubt. deeper shows. I have no doubt that I would love Game of Thrones. I just, I simply don't have HBO. Um, hey, vote. let me, uh, let me mention this, by the way, since we're talking about polls, because, you know, we did the Tom Petty poll a couple yeah, weeks ago. How did that come out? Um, so free falling won <laughs> in a landslide, that which, foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that's proving to be some, some epic foreshadowing there. And the other three songs were all tied. And I will just say, I had a zillion comments about, I should have used this song. I should have used that song. <laughs> and all I want to say to those people is it's not that I didn't think of those songs. It's that a Twitter poll only gives you four options. So you've got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> But anyway, free-falling one, and we are definitely free-falling. Well, Aaron, I will catch up with you um, probably Saturday after that playoff game or during that Yeah, right game. on. We'll look, see. Look, let's just for, for two damn hours forget about all this MLS crap and root on this team and let's have a kick-ass game. And hopefully this is the start of a fun, deep playoff run to a USL Cup. Yeah. Aaron Marvel, thank you so much for, uh, for chatting tonight, man. It's, it's always more fun doing this together than it is solo. Um, for everyone else, we will be right back in just a couple minutes. We're going to go over your Twitter topics, question comments, all that, and we're going to dive deeper into this uh, USL playoff match that's coming up. So stick around. We'll be right back. We are back. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you in particular to our Patreon patrons for uh, helping keep the podcast and website at no cost to our families. Uh, We really appreciate that and uh, just really appreciate the support in general that you've given and that the community has given to Pitch Black um, over the last two years. So thank you for that. We've made it through two regular seasons now, um, 100% because of you guys. So um, if you're interested in joining that, you can go to patreon.com slash pitch black news. Or, you know, if you, if you don't want to contribute financially, reviews on Apple podcasts or on Stitcher or wherever you listen uh, to this podcast, reviews always help and they're free. So um, we'd love it if you could take the time to go to Apple podcasts, uh, aka iTunes, previously known as iTunes, uh, and leave that uh, review, uh, maybe a comment if you got it in you. But uh, thank you so, so much for the support. Um, so let's get into it here. San Antonio FC facing Tulsa Roughnecks in the first ever playoff game for San Antonio FC. Um, I have a lot of things to say about it and not a ton of time. Um, but the, the long short of it, like I said, when I contributed to um, Steven Anderson's piece over at Red and Black 90, 
as well as when I uh, chatted with Roger over on Tornado Alley, um, which, side note, those those two outlets, Turn Black 90, as well as Tornado Alley up in Tulsa, um, two really solid USL outlets that I'm really happy to have friends at. Um, so if you're not following them on Twitter, if you're not checking out what they do, you are missing out. Um, and I highly recommend you fix that as soon as possible. Uh, Tornado Alley can be found at Tornado Alley SPC on Twitter. Um, and they're part of the uh, Big Game Network, uh, .fm, BGN.fm. So uh, you can find their podcast. I, I gave a few thoughts on there this week. Um, and you'll hear the Tulsa side of things over there. So focusing on San Antonio FC, um, the, the main crux of my playoff argument at this point is that defense wins championships. It's 100% true. And it is how this team is built. It's why this team is built the way it is. Um, You can score nine goals in a regular season match and it not mean anything come October. So I think San Antonio has a pretty solid chance at taking down Tulsa, but there are a lot of ifs. And one of the biggest is that if the defense can play as well as we all know that it can, as well as we've seen it play. Um, Obviously, it starts and ends with Diego Restrepo in goal. But before that, you have Sebastian Abiaga and Stephen McCarthy most likely as the center backs. And they've been two of the best in the league this year. Uh, Abiaga is a favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. Um, But Stephen McCarthy really stepped it up this year and... He played just lights out and um, in a situation where we all kind of thought he would be the third behind Cyprian Hedrick, um, he he edged Hedrick out and uh, took over that second center back slot for most matches. So um, those two and then, of course, the the fullbacks with Greg Cochran and Ben Noonan, um, two of the best in the league, Greg Cochran. Looking back at last season in 2016 and this year as well, um, there's an argument to be made that he's been one of the club's most important players, if not the club's most important player. Um, That consistency consistency that he's had and uh, the skill at the position and the versatility at the position, um, a lot of the counterattacks that um, end with Billy Forbes scoring or Ever Guzman scoring start with Greg Cochran's solid play on the back line. So um, lots to say about the defense. It's going to be the um, main factor in this match. It's going to be um, what will either take this all the way to penalties like we saw in the U.S. Open Cup or uh, if it's going to be how Tulsa passes San Antonio at regulation. So I think if they're able to keep a clean sheet or maybe give up one goal, San Antonio can still get out with a win in regulation. But otherwise, this team is built for long matches and for these knockout matches. Obviously, it didn't go the way for San Antonio FC when they lost to Tulsa on penalties um, back in the U.S. Open Cup this summer. But that was a long time ago. Lots of roster change since then. And thankfully, Ever Guzman and the attacking third have been streaking in the right, trending in the right direction. They've been on a little hot streak right now. Um, so um, you have to hope that continues. And you have to hope that the pressure of a playoff game doesn't affect the mentality of the team too much. And they're able to get business done as usual. 
we'll have my prediction as well as the predictions from the rest of the Pitch Black staff uh, a little later on in our written preview piece that'll come out probably Saturday morning just before the game. Um, but I do believe San Antonio can pass up Tulsa in this match and that they will. Um, so all of that being said, let's get into your Twitter reactions from this week. My intention was to kind of split up the MLS ones from the USL playoff ones, but, um, timing wise, it just didn't work out that way. And, uh, Twitter didn't really make this particularly easy to sort. So, um, we might go back and forth a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. This might get a little crazy, but that's what we do. So, Let's start it off uh, with an MLS topic. Uh, Aaron Reet writes in, um, it would be, let's see, the subject here is um, talking about um, if San Antonio FC had some involvement in bringing a MLS franchise to Austin. And Aaron says, man, that would be terrible. Don't want to steal a team and definitely don't want to be affiliated with a stolen team. Um, the stolen team phrase is something that I'm seeing a whole lot lately. Um, obviously, there's the hashtag save the crew going on. And there's a lot of people who are taking ownership of this team in the community, which is really cool. Um, and maybe I should should save this topic for another time because um, I definitely didn't ever think I would find myself on the side of the billionaire that's breaking a bunch of hearts. But, um, you know, the long short of it is it's his team and he bought it and MLS allowed him to write in that out clause. And so, yeah, it sucks. And yeah, he's, um, you know, going to disappoint a lot of Columbus fans and the Columbus community as a whole. Um but MLS allowed it to happen as far as letting that out clause be written into it. And they still have to vote and it'll take a two thirds vote uh, of the owners to allow that relocation to happen. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, it sucks. It, it really sucks for Columbus, but I have a really hard time getting behind the stolen franchise phrasing uh, in particular. Um, Gene the Bond says SAFC coast to a USL final beating New York Red Bulls seven to zero. That would be fantastic on a lot of levels. <laughs> I'm not counting on that particular result, but I do think this team is built to withstand a lot of the other teams in the playoffs. And really the team that I fear most is Swope Park, um, more so than Reno, more so than Salt Lake. Swope Park has always given San Antonio issues, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, back to MLS, Benjamin says, couldn't possibly be more upset with the news involving the MLS support of Columbus moving to Austin. Um, yeah, that is a very common feeling right now in San Antonio. Um, Joshua reminds us to don't forget the tinfoil hats tonight for the conspiracy. Thanks, Joshua. Um, Joe says, is pre-court doing to Austin what the Raiders did to SA? If he can get the investors in Austin, why not Columbus? Uh, he wants free money. So that's an interesting point because he, uh, has stated that they're not asking for public money in Austin. So I really don't think that this is a Raiders to SA, 
um, feeling as much as a Rams to LA feeling where you have an owner who has already decided that he's going to move his team and there's nothing that the original market can do to keep them there. Um, I think the only way this gets blocked is if the MLS owners vote it down, which it's pretty unlikely, I think. Um, Benjamin asks, if they do move to Austin, do you think there's any likelihood of an MLS expansion in SA ever? Ever? Maybe. Um, Like I said earlier, I think San Antonio and Austin could both house teams, but MLS doesn't want that right now. Um, So maybe 10 years down the road, which, which sucks. But, um, you know, if you want somebody to blame, blame MLS, blame pre-court, blame Garber, blame, um, you know, Mayor Hardberger back in 2005 when MLS begged SA to come and, and SA said no. So it, it kind of sucks that we blew our chance back then. Um, do we expect the Spurs organization to fight this move at all? Um, I don't know. Uh, it, they are not the kind of organization to release a statement like that. Um, there's, you know, rumors that they could be involved in the, um, purchase, uh, or not the purchase, but become partners with pre-court in that venture. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know there's not much to fight is the thing. Like it's in, it was in the contract that they gave the franchise to him. Like, I don't know what there is to fight other than rallying support from the other MLS owners to block this move. But the problem is that a move to Austin shows the valuation of, of a club. Um, and even if other owners aren't in the market to sell, it could still raise the values of their clubs. And so I don't know that the owners want to block this. In a lot of ways, they can benefit from it and not be the bad guy at the same time. So it's an uphill battle for sure. Um, John Ross right in. Um, how did anyone not know that Austin and Columbus have been talking for months and what has SSNE's involvement been? We did have an idea. There were rumors out there. Um, we just didn't think that it would happen on this timeline right before MLS and USL playoffs. We don't know what SSNE's involvement is, unfortunately. Um, I would expect that it's pretty minimal. <laughs> I would expect that they're everything that I've been told directly from SSNE, unless guys that I respect and guys that I trust are lying directly to my face, then um, SSNE has been pushing for an MLS franchise to San Antonio. Like that's what it comes down to is um, people have told me directly to my face what they are doing to, you know, push this through and to get an MLS team to San Antonio. So unless they have been lying this entire time, uh, which I don't think they have, um, then I don't think SSNE has been involved in the Austin stuff. So maybe I'm uh, being too trusting, but I don't think I am. My gut tells me that um, you know all of these SSNE guys that I've talked to are actively pursuing MLS to San Antonio. Uh, Pete writes in, is the rumor SSNE might be helping Austin team uh, or were they just blindsided or were they just as blindsided by this news as we were? Yeah, again, we don't know. Um, I, I have a hard time thinking they're blindsided because they, they've they probably known for a little while at least that the potential exists. 
Um, my question that I posed earlier was when did they find out? Because did they find out back in late 2015 when they founded the franchise? Uh, like, did they know back then? Or is it something that they found out recently as Precourt and MLS have geared up to make the move official? Uh, Elude writes in, since everyone, sorry, since everything is a possibility at this point, when can we expect to know for sure what's going to happen? Um, man, good question. (laughs) Didn't expect this news to drop on a random weeknight in October. So I would expect, um, I would guess we don't see much of anything else going on until, after the season, um, this is probably going to be a long process because Columbus is still trying to keep the team, um, and MLS is trying to leave with some face. It seems like um, so unless they just burn the bridge and say, you know, screw it, we're moving in 2018 and playing in a temp stadium, um, then I would expect this to go on most of the off season. Unfortunately. Um, let's see. Harry says, is this NASL fault or U.S. men's national team fault for all the drama all over U.S. soccer? I blame Jurgen Klinsmann personally. This, uh, MLS to Austin is 100% on Jurgen Klinsmann, obviously. Um, (laughs) um, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Um, I wish the question ended there. (laughs) Um, just kidding. If SSNE were able to lure crew to SA, would I want it? Hell yeah, man. Um, I feel bad for Columbus and I feel bad for everything that's going on for those fans, but I'm going to take MLS however we can get MLS. And yeah, there's a lot of that stolen franchise, stolen team stuff going on, but that's not my choice. That's not the city of Austin's choice. That's not our choice. Like that's something that pre-court is doing um, on his own that MLS is doing on their own. And, you know, why should I feel bad about that if they were to come to my city? Um, if this was San Antonio instead of Austin, uh, I don't know. And, and full disclosure, because I know some people already know this, I live in New Braunfels. So getting to a downtown Austin MLS stadium and getting to Toyota Field, it's like a 15 minute difference for me. Um, it, it's more of, you know, being bummed for San Antonio, being bummed for the Spurs, having known everything that's gone into this, um, it sucks. So let me rephrase Aaron's question a little bit. Um, the crew coming to South Central Texas, do I want it? Yes, I do. Um, I don't care that it's coming from another market. I don't, I feel bad for the fans. I feel bad for the youth in particular, but you know, we want MLS, right? And it looks like this is the only way that it's going to happen. Um, Mike says only if MLS awards Columbus an automatic expansion slot. Um, so he's talking about, you know, would we want a franchise from another, um, under a club from another market? Uh, and he points to when the earthquakes moved to Houston, um, which should have been San Antonio and then San Jose got an expansion. The thing about that though, is that, Columbus was a great market in 1996 when MLS started. And obviously there's a lot of passion for soccer there now. I'm not saying it's a bad market, but you can't look at models from 20 years ago and make business decisions based off of that. That's not good for the league. That's not good for soccer. 
and that's not good for anyone involved. And as much of a nice story as the 96 originals and everything else is, that doesn't just that doesn't mean that they should stay in that market permanently for all time just for the fact that they've been there for 20 years. There are, you know, all of these expansion markets that feel like they would make great MLS cities and Columbus has been one of the worst attended markets um, for a couple years now. And, you know, there's some controversy with the TV deal and the stadium and everything else. But at the end of the day, people aren't going to the games. Cincinnati's outdrawing them most times. So uh, I don't know. I, I hope Columbus has some soccer presence in, in USL or uh, or whatever it may be if this move happens. But I don't think um, just because a, a team has been around for a while doesn't mean that they should always be around. Like, you look at the NFL, there's no reason for Green Bay, Wisconsin to have an NFL team. But um, it, it's hard to move that team because of the winning they've done and, and the fan base that they've garnered. But if they hadn't done that winning do you really think that we'd still have an NFL franchise in Green Bay um, all these decades later? Can't even keep one in St. Louis or San Diego these days. Um, Bob wants reactions to Jason Davis' comments regarding SSNA knowledge slash support for Austin's theft of the crew, quote unquote. Um, I feel like we hit that pretty hard already. Um If we didn't, please let me know, and I'd love to clarify on Twitter or or somewhere else. I'm just kind of up against the clock right now. Um, Scrolling through here, uh, Misology says, what lineup with formation do you want to see Saturday? So you got to stick with what's working, right? I I like the four in the back that I mentioned earlier. Um, I like Ever Guzman up top. Um, The trick for me is the wingers right now because... Um, Billy Forbes obviously is one of the best on the team, but Chris Tierpak and Omar Gordon, Omar Gordon have been playing lights out and just as good as Forbes, if not better in some games. So I don't know how you fit all three of those guys on the field. Um, and then in the central midfield, I think ideally we would see maybe like Rashindle and, um, Elizondo or Reed and Elizondo or Pekka, maybe something along those lines. But the wingers are the big question for me. I'll make up my mind and put it in Saturday's preview for sure, though. (laughs) AAD asks, when can we stop being angry? There's one thing I know about soccer Twitter, about soccer culture. There's always something to be angry about. So uh, we'll just shift our focus at some point, won't we? Um. Ricardo brings up what no USSF talk on if your team Winalda, team Donovan or team Galati. I'm sure we will get into that more. The election is in February. So as more candidates come out, I'm sure we'll discuss that more, especially, you know, at the end of the season um, when, when there's not as much actual soccer going on, but yeah, that's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. And, you know, Galati's got to go. The question is just who's the best person to replace him at this point. Um, potty mouth. <laughs> Good old Aaron says, uh, I'm so mad, scared, confused with all this Austin shit. What's the next step? Um, next step is to wait and see, because unfortunately we're 100% uh, 
um, in a holding pattern as far as MLS and San Antonio goes until the Austin stuff is figured out. There's there's not really much to do from what I can see. Um, he asks, does USL Cup hardware help MLS and SA? No, this is not a merit-based system. Nothing San Antonio does can affect what happens in Austin um, as far as fan support or, or success on the field or anything like that. Um, this is going to be handled in conference rooms and on uh, phone calls. So we'll see. And Donovan for Prez. I'm for Landon Donovan for President of the United States, personally. Um, we'll see about the Federation, but that that man can do very little wrong. Um, Kinrod asks, is Austin even going to show much support that SA has shown for San Antonio FC? I don't know. I, I don't know. One market you can point towards is Atlanta. They did not have stellar attendance for their D2 teams back in the day. Um, but then when the right MLS owner came along with Arthur Blank and the new stadium and the new team, he did everything right to the letter as far as um, getting that MLS team ready to go in its first year. So a lot of it's going to depend on how much pre-court and any subsequent investors are willing to spend. Um, the players that are going to be on the field, the culture that's around the club. Um, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I don't see any reason why Austin wouldn't support an MLS team. Um, but you have to give them a reason to, uh, just like any market, just like San Antonio. Um, any market is going to be like that. Um, Michael says we can stop being angry when San Antonio is awarded a team it rightfully deserves. Um, Jesse asks, has MLS forgiven San Antonio for passing on quake relocation? Reason why MLS is dissing SA with crew and expansion question mark. So, um, I have a hard time believing that a 12 year old grudge is what is keeping San Antonio out of MLS. Uh, I think it's 100% to do with this uh, Columbus deal. And we have to see how that shakes out first. If Columbus ends up staying in Ohio, if the crew end up staying in Ohio um, and Austin does not get a team at that point, I'll start wondering, all right, what do they have against San Antonio? Because um, other than a downtown stadium, they've checked every box that they could, right? San Antonio. So we'll see. It's hard to, to read minds as far as, uh, you know, are they holding a grudge and that kind of stuff? But, you know, it could be. I don't think it is, though. It's just too much money involved. So I think, oh, maybe... Um, Cody asks if, uh, man, y'all really hit us up this week. Thank you so much for doing that. I really love when, um, everyone chimes in. So Cody asks if the Austin move doesn't go through and hopefully it doesn't, does this still damper essays hopes for expansion after the fact? I don't think so. If I think San Antonio is in the running still, um, if there's no team in Austin, if the crew don't move to Austin, um, if, yeah, if the crew don't move to Austin, then San Antonio is still competing against Phoenix, still competing against Sacramento and potentially other markets whose bids have failed from what we can tell with San Diego and, 
St. Louis and, and who knows where else. So uh, I think, you know, they're still going to push for it and, and there's still a chance, but even if the crew don't come to Austin, there's no guarantee San Antonio is getting MLS. Um, outkicked coverage. Um, one, is SAFC a real contender this season? Uh, well, I mean, they finished second in the regular season. So, yeah, I'd say so. And they beat Salt Lake City when they met earlier this year. Um, the, the thing about San Antonio FC is just how um, streaky some of their attack uh, strength has been this year. The defense has been solid all year. But there have been little patches where the ball just won't go in. And hopefully you don't get that in the playoffs. That, that's all you can hope, right? Um, also says, was Arena the fall guy for this whole U.S. men's national team thing? Or should he have come back? Um, there's a lot of people to blame for that. And Arena, I think, needed to go. I think the team needs to move in another direction. And again, we'll definitely get into more of this a little later on with Aaron. Um, the team needed to move in a new direction and that wasn't going to happen under arena. It's not going to happen under Glotti. And, uh, frankly, we need to be done playing guys, um, like Chris Wondolowski and Clint Dempsey and, um, maybe even Michael Bradley. I, I like Michael Bradley. Um, but maybe it's time for something new. Um, we'll see. We'll see what, what comes of it. Um, also says need a good Halloween costume for a ruggedly handsome and charmingly single dude. Any suggestions? Um, you should definitely be Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. No particular reason why. Um, that was just the first thing that came to mind when I saw ruggedly handsome. Um, (laughs) don't we all want to be Ron Swanson? Isn't that how it goes? Um, David asked, oh God, David asked, what do you call it when the club does their own TIFO? (sighs) These guys, um, one response was plastic. Another was TIFO spelled, uh, F E A U X. Oh, you're awful. You're all awful. You're all the worst. (laughs) Obviously they're, if you don't know, they're referring to, uh, the TIFO that San Antonio FC made for, their rally that they had Thursday night, uh, getting ready for playoffs. Um, personally, I think it's a cool idea to get fans involved and, um, let them get their hands on decorating the stadium for playoffs. Um, obviously it's not ideal that a club would have to make a TIFO, but, um, our supporters groups, um, you know, we all, (laughs) we all know the issues there that, uh, you know, if we can't even get our supporters groups all together and chanting for the team in unison, then they're not going to build a TIFO together. So what are you going to do? We get plastic TIFOs when we have uh, supporters groups who can't work together. <laughs> Man, probably going to regret that one, but I'm leaving it in. Um, anyway... I think that is it for the Twitter comments and questions. Um, Thank you so, so much for everyone who wrote in. And I hope that we got to everything. If we missed anything, please reach out at Pitch Black News, at MLSNSA, and at Kyle underscore Mankey. Um, We want to make sure your voices are heard and make sure that, um, you know, this is a conversation and, and we're not just talking at people. So... 
Um, yeah, here we go. Playoffs, round one, 2017. Gotta love it. I'm excited. Obviously, this whole MLS stuff was bad timing, but at the end of the day, you know, we've had one hell of a 2017 season, and it's all led up to this. And, you know, the team could flame out in the first round of the playoffs, and I would still call this year a success. Um, you know, finishing second in the league is... Yeah, in the conference is nothing to be ashamed of. That's a damn good outing. But obviously, we want to see some hardware, and we want to see this team go as far as they can. So hopefully that happens. Hopefully Saturday night is the start of that. Um, and you know that we will want all of your reactions on Twitter um, once that victory or defeat is in the books. So again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything you do. Um, it has been an absolute blast and we will catch you next week thank you so much for listening